0: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Proud to be joined by my longtime uh, friend, Chip Brown. Horns 24-7. Now you can hear him. Texas Sports Unfiltered. Get the app. You can stream them. He's been a longtime radio guy in the Austin area as well. Chip and Zay, 1-3. to three weekdays and uh Chip I hope uh Baylor Week is treating you well. Um and uh it's kinda weird to think your final trip to Waco. I mean you'll certainly come visit at some point, but as far as covering a Texas football team, isn't that kinda wild to think about all the games over the years, all the ups and downs of this series. And uh and you're doing that on a lot of these trips this year. Like, well this is the last time they'll go here uh, how strange does it feel? Yeah, I mean it's it's
0: um, I'm I'm still getting my head around the fact that Texas will be in the SEC next year. I went to SEC media days and you know tried to kind of get my head around it, but um, yeah, it's strange, and I think it'll it'll sink in probably as I'm leaving McLean stadium Saturday night but um, yeah some some incredible memories I mean probably the the most uh, indelible memory probably 2013 when Mac Brown was you know trying to fend off big money boosters who wanted to try and hire Nick Saban and I was told if Mac had won that game against Baylor and that ice storm that he would have stayed on as coach. And it was tied three to three at halftime. And, and I think Mac gave Baylor the wind in the third quarter thinking, you know, we'll have the wind in the fourth quarter. And, and by the time they got to the fourth quarter, that game was, was over. Um, Baylor won it, I think 30 to 10, but, um, yeah, and Texas has lost in Waco the last two times I think. So, um, yeah, this will be be an interesting game for the uh, you know, for the Longhorns as they I, try I, to build on that win over Alabama.
1: Yeah, I got on the elevator with DeLoss that day, and a fan asked him about Mac. Are you gonna keep him? And he said. It's not my decision anymore. And, boy, that immediately. And I remember tweeting that out, and it got quite a bit of play. Um, Oh, yeah. And uh, and then that was in the morning news the next day. Uh, And I remember Kevin Sherrington, our buddy, put, like, according to Twitter. (laughs) He he did not quite give Mosley the proper attribution, which I kind of let him know about that, by the way. Uh but, well, yeah, uh, but <laughs> he said he just said according to Twitter, here's what DeLoss said in a crowded elevator, and you know, i like, I don't think that's exactly how it works. But you know how we were at the morning news; we didn't always love crediting other folks. And you would think uh, either one, you know, one of his own. But but that's nor here nor there. But you're right. What a day that was. What a weird ending. How cold it was that day. I think that was when they were shutting down old Baylor Stadium, Floyd Casey Stadium, and then ended up over at McLean. But, uh, boy, the Longhorns have dominated this thing for the most part over the years. But you're right. With Art and even in these past few years, it got to be a really good back and forth. What do you you expect the the Texas crowd to show up in a big way? I mean, I'm a little worried about their riding high, the presence Longhorns will have. At McLean Stadium, do you think they'll try to kind of buy their way in there, and and um, and try to, you know, there'll be a, a whole bunch of burnt orange in that in that stadium on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I've
0: always felt like the the Dallas area Texas fans who, you know, struggled, you know, just maybe the casual fan, not, you know, they would go to Waco to see <laughs> Texas, and. And I don't think that's changed. I mean, I think Texas typically shows up bigger than their ticket ticket allotment to McLean Stadium. And I, I expect it to be the same Saturday. I mean, I think Texas fans sense that this could be a a season, you know, to remember. We'll see. But um yeah, I think the Texas fans will show up for, for Saturday's Saturday night's game.
1: You think Sark has everything on point? He talked about the environment. Are they truly worried, you know, about the Bears? What do you sense from listening to Sark and talking to him? Because obviously Baylor's in not a good place right now. They played better against Utah, but they're not solid right now at quarterback. Uh, uh, Dom Richardson could be out for this game at running back. Uh, there's a lot going wrong for the Bears. Uh, I would imagine Sark is guarding against any of this. Oh, they're down. Let's not worry about them. What's up? Uh, how how does Sark and his staff seem to be approaching this one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they they remember two years ago when they had the game. They were up what double digits in the third quarter. Sark somehow a fake punt happened on fourth and eleven. Um, Felt like the coaching staff kind of blamed Cameron Dicker for kind of acting on his own. I just would never leave that to the fans imagination. I mean, if you didn't want him to fake it, you tell him no fake, you know, but anyway, that turned the momentum of that game. I think Baylor scored three plays later. The great Abram Smith, Hmm. um, who ran for 1,600 yards that season. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Steve Sarkeesian is going to have these guys ready. It was not a pretty game against Wyoming offensively. Um, the Texas defense has been really good from the beginning, and I think that they'll continue to keep Texas in every game. I mean, last week they scored a touchdown defensively so I think the Texas defense is legit and you know Quinn Ewers is really talented but if you watch his footwork he he makes you know he makes so many off-platform throws that I think he's his mechanics have kind of um you know he, he he'll throw off his back foot even when he's got time even when even when there's no pressure in the pocket almost almost got uh intercepted on a back foot throw into the end zone last week. Um, but, my gosh, he was fantastic against Alabama. He's got to show that kind of consistency. Uh, I, I kind of asked the question last week, okay, was that Alabama game the springboard for for mm-hmm. a big season, like Joe Burrow had after beating Texas in in Austin in 2019? converting that third and 17, and then his season just went, you know, to the moon, one of the best ever in college football. So that didn't happen. (laughs) Certainly not uh, last Saturday against Wyoming. So, you know, I think Texas is still kind of figuring it out on, on offense, but Jonathan Brooks had a big game running the football, 21 carries, 164 yards. Last week, including a 61-yard run, and I think that that um, you know kind of gave Brooks confidence, and probably gave Steve Sarkeesian confidence that that he can rely on Jonathan Brooks like he did in the final drive against Alabama uh, to wear down the clock, wear down the opposing defense late in games.
1: Does this does this wide receivers remind you? of any group of Texas wide receivers, how deep it is. I mean, this is a formidable group because you've got possession guys, you've got deep threats. I mean, you go back to Shipley and some of those players in the past, you go back to some great ones if you go back to the early 2000s, the real early 2000s. But, I mean, where do you think this one stacks up when you kind of go back? Because you've got a great frame of reference. You can even go back to BJ and, and some of those guys. Uh, where do you think this one stacks up in the depth and quality of that wide receiver room?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the measuring stick is Quan Cosby and Jordan Shipley in 2008, um, and I don't know that worthy, worthy and Ad Mitchell. Um, you know, I don't think Quan and Shipley ever dropped passes the way that that Texas has had drops this season already I mean they've Mm. got 11 drops I think they're among the top 10 um, in drops in FBS and so what I'm surprised is that we haven't seen more of these receivers I mean Mm. Stark has really sort of stayed glued to Adonai Mitchell uh, Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington obviously you've got JT Sanders at tight end who almost serves as a fourth wide receiver but you know, we've, we've barely seen Casey Kane or Isaiah Nair, or we saw Jonte Cook last week. He dropped the one target he had. But uh, Sark tends to really zero in on, you know, three guys. He kind of did that last year. And so, look, they're talented. We saw it against Alabama. Um, you know, most recently, the the receiving group, that I probably would think of until they show me otherwise would be the, the Colin Johnson, little Jordan Humphrey, mm-hmm. Devin Duvernay group from that, mm-hmm. um, you know, eighteen nineteen season. And, and let's see, cause I, I think, I, I mean, I, yours needs to put it in front of these guys so they can run after the catch uh, because they're, they're super talented with the ball in their
1: hands. Chip Brown, Horns247, with us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Chip, where are you on Dave Aranda right now? They've lost six in a row after a great season. Everybody kind of loved the quirky nature, the defensive genius kind of that he is. And right now it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um, They still have it out in front of them, but it has not gone well lately. Where do you kind of sense you always have a great opinion on these kind of things watching him from afar, What is your take on Aranda, and do you have hope that maybe he will save his job to kind of turn this thing around? Where are you on Dave Aranda right now?
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like he's a really deep thinker, like I could see him going on a darkness retreat, you know.
1: <laughs> and
0: and I I you know I I thought it was interesting why he didn't get more into the portal a couple of years ago, you know, and then he came around and was like, hey, I'm I'm you know I realize I gotta I gotta adapt, I gotta use the portal, and but like him letting go of Ron Roberts, you know, it feels like he's kind of doing some soul searching, and. I think he's a really good-hearted guy. You, he's a guy you cheer for. Uh, but, you know, defensively, I, I don't know if they've been recruiting the way that the, you know, when that when he had Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie and Dylan mm. Doyle and Siaka Ika and, you know, Matt Rule had big guys up front before that. And, I mean, I think back to the game one in seventeen that Baylor won 24 to 10 and Texas was scrambling to get that last second touchdown so that it wasn't (laughs)
1: 24
0: to three. I mean, it felt like a shutout for God's sake, but um, (laughs) you know, that, that was some incredible Baylor defense and it feels like we haven't seen Aranda build that, that defense yet um, because the success he had, was with some of the guys rule had recruited. So it, that's what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on Aranda to, you know, put that, that defense together. And obviously look, he's won a big 12 title. He knows what it takes. Um, so yeah, it, it, it did feel like something was off though, coming into the season. And, um, and so
1: you know i I feel like he's doing a little
0: soul searching right now
1: How'd you feel at that s e c media days? I mean, did they kind of embrace the the u t media are you gonna you're gonna have to go through kind of a probationary status did they did they kind of welcome you with open arms? You know a lot of those reporters and everybody from those other schools, but that had to be really interesting to be back around the aggies Aggies weren't dying for the horns to be back. Was that? I I would imagine that's a pretty interesting thing, and now it's coming to Dallas, uh, it, soon. So what? Yeah. What was that? What was that experience like? And I bet it was uh, it was a little surreal to try to get your mind around the fact that hey, they're about to play in this SEC, and this is where everything's headed. Yeah, I mean it's
0: in some ways. I think people were eager to to talk to me because they want to know what's going on with Texas. Of course, I'm trying to talk to a bunch of people about everything going on in the SEC, about all the different schools. The And that's the, that's the fun challenging part for me is, is getting to know all the athletic directors, coaches kind of build that network into the SEC. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was surreal because you're, you're still a year away, but it's it's going to be interesting, mostly. I mean, that's why I said this year for Texas football was probably, you know, one of the biggest, certainly in the last 30 years, because the, the SEC is so, you can, you know, we saw Missouri go in and win a couple of SEC East titles and then fall back to the pack we saw. A&M go in with Johnny Manziel and all this excitement and momentum, and they redo Kyle Field, and then, you know, A&M falls back to the pack. It doesn't take much to fall back to the pack in the SEC. So mm-hmm. for Texas, from a recruiting standpoint, this season was critical because um, I said last year a successful season would be eight wins in Arch Manning. And they they got eight wins and they got Arch Manning and and now they've got to they got to win the Big 12 because you're looking around they're catching some breaks here they're they're going to catch Baylor with a backup quarterback they're going to you know you're looking around at the league Oklahoma State and Iowa State look like they're you know trying to figure it out especially at quarterback Kansas looks dangerous uh, OU looks dangerous. I think K-State's still going to be good, but they just had some injuries. Daniel Green, their linebacker, goes down. Um, Will Howard, I guess, is questionable um, for for an interesting game this week that mm. they have against Central Florida. I said before the year, that was my Big 12 upset of the season with Central Florida going in and beating K-State. We'll see because John Rice Plumley's banged up, but that Timmy McClain, the backup quarterback at Central Florida sure looks good. So, um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting uh, it's an interesting year, but it's it's a big one for Texas from a momentum standpoint going into the SEC because Texas has to maintain its recruiting momentum to have any chance to compete in the SEC.
1: All right, I've worked on your seat in the press box, wanted to make sure you had an appropriate seat for your last trip to McLean, so you'll be down there. Very close, and and I think in a, in an area you really enjoy. Okay, and we're gonna ro- <laughs> we have some special food out, uh, quite a spread for the uh, symbol the Longhorn media. Uh, and by the way, y'all are bring as you know, y'all bring a lot, and I think they're having to. <laughs> this will be a different experience than a lot of these uh, these Baylor games. By the way, are you you know Dion? You've done stories on him, you've been around yeah. him. Are you um? Does this surprise you, or you, do you? Did you think, hey, just by a force of nature, he's gonna he's gonna be able to pull this off? I mean, but it's just fascinating. the The nine and a half million people who watched it. Um, this is a juggernaut. the 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 Big Twelve. And again, I'm not saying you co- totally can replace the Horns or the Sooners, but you know what? Colorado's bringing a lot, aren't they? And who yeah. would have ever thought before Dion got on campus? This is this is pretty and and you and I know a lot of stuff about Dion that a lot of people don't know, but it's still pretty amazing what he's pulling off right now
0: yeah, and the thing i the thing I mean they've gone from complete irrelevance to total relevance and um and Dion the thing about Dion is I remember when I was covering him, he would always he was such a good teammate. Like if there was a breakdown in coverage on the other side of the field with a young DB and the reporters are starting to feast on the young DB, Dion would walk over and go, that was my fault. We were supposed to switch. I didn't get the call, you know, and we're all going, huh? You know, but (laughs) that was Dion. Dion was always willing to take the hit for, to help a young guy or, you know, and his coaches loved him because he always worked hard. So that's why he's able to, you know, he's got Mike Zimmer consulting with him and he's, you know, brings over, you know, Kent State's head coach as his offensive coordinator. He's got a good staff. and I mean, he's got Tim Brewster who recruited Vince Young to Texas on his staff. Dion is a good teammate and he he's good with everyone he's ever worked with. So they want to help him. And yeah, he's a lightning rod, but my God, we've never seen a lightning rod like him. And I said before the year, I'm taking the over. Now I think it was three and a half Mm -hmm. uh, and wins because Dion. I'm never doubting Dion. And I heard this Mosley. I heard he and Brett Favre went to Southern Miss and said, "We'll coach the team for free." And the athletic director was like, "Huh? I don't know. I don't know." And and so for Dion to whether he had to go into an HBCU to to get his foot in the door or that's, you know, he was absolutely determined to bring more attention to HBCUs, I couldn't believe he, he couldn't get a better job than Colorado, but there he is saying, hey, God put me here, you know, because the disbelievers are going to think I can't do it and we're doing it, and that's the thing about Dion. Now, here's my question for you, Mosley. You see him being the Dallas Cowboys head coach one day.
1: You know, we I asked Jerry about it the other night, and his eyes just lit up, and he <laughs> and he even joked about it. He's like, I can't really go there because I know where this is going, but Jerry is so enamored with him anyway, and watching what he's doing at Colorado – jerry said he didn't miss a minute of the game he stayed up for the entire thing and he said he loved how he interacted with the players uh i think he's better at the college level because he can work the portal you can't really work free agency you can't bring like 30 or 40 new guys in like he can at the collegiate level so from a recruiting nil i think i think the collegiate level chip is better for uh is better for Dion. But don't think Jerry's not thinking about it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, great to visit with you. I know we're going to visit again soon. Uh, Thank you so much. Always great perspective on the Longhorns. And uh, we'll be listening, of course, and uh, reading on that Horns 24-7. And then Texas Sports Unfiltered app. And you can find that wherever you get your apps. Uh, the old play store or wherever uh, I'm, I'm an android guy and listen to chip and zay do a great job on a daily basis chip i appreciate it Mosley, anytime my friend talk soon okay there he goes chip brown has covered the longhorns for many years covered the dallas cowboys before that and we were together at the dallas morning news many many years ago All right.